Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Gerard, it's it's quiet right now. <laughs> I, I will quiet. apologize to our <laughs> listeners in advance if you suddenly hear a loud thunder. Well, it's not thunder. We're getting a new roof and it's loud in here. But they, I asked them to take a break for the lunch while we're doing this. So hopefully they'll do it. Yes, folks, there was a lot of back and forth over the last few days. As David mentioned, he's getting his roof put on, and we're trying to figure out, well, when are we going to record this show? Because we can't have people banging and scraping and pulling up tile and ripping apart roofs, which if you've ever seen that done, it's loud as shit. Fucking like loud. It's really, really loud. Um, as you would imagine, right? You're ripping, yeah. ripping a house apart, yep. right? The part of a house apart. So, But we're glad that the roofers have uh, decided to have lunch while we uh, record this. this it was strongly recommended they have lunch at noon. <laughs> Very good. And I'm glad they took that suggestion. Right. Under- I don't think there's any complaints. They'll be sleeping in the shade. It's 90 degrees here. They'll be sleeping in the shade in our driveway very soon. I guarantee it. Uh, David, we had some uh, great games last night. These playoffs have just been really, really exciting. The Los Angeles Lakers uh, and the Golden State Warriors played last night. The champs staved off elimination with a game five win at home. And, you know, the thing that I took away from that game, David, was a tale of two Draymonds. And I go back to the end of game four, uh, a play that you and I talked about on the phone, a play that was discussed ad nauseum on NBA Twitter when the Warriors ran their hammer action to get a weak side corner three for Clay Thompson. Yeah. And as part of, as part of hammer, right? The, the ball handler with the ball drives toward the rim, right? Towards, when the, that baseline. Set, towards the baseline. Towards the baseline. The, the, the players open or supposedly open in the corner, right? To catch that shot and take a three. Now, as David said to me, and I asked him, I said, well, within any offensive set, a player has some freedom and liberties to break off from that if they read the defense doing something different, right? If a layup is open or whatever, Draymond could have taken it, right? Like, and a variety of positive positive things could have happened. Make it, you get fouled, and one. Now, all sorts of crazy things can happen, right? Okay. But, Draymond, you said to me, odds are in that position, scoring was never on his mind whatsoever. It was strictly baseline to make the pass. Well, go to game five. I thought that Draymond was looking to score. I thought he was aggressive in that regard. Um, And when he's doing that, well, then the defense has to kind of pay attention to him a little bit and not just to pass. They have to say, oh, he might actually shoot this ball and score. And the Warriors needed every bit of his 20 points that he poured in that game. And there's a stat out there. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But every time he scores 20 points or more, they generally win the game. Um, That's... Usually how that works for him, because he now becomes not that you're not playing two non-shooters on the floor, right? You're playing someone who actually will put the ball uh, in the basket or attempt to anyway. And so I saw an aggression from Draymond. I also saw an aggression from the Warriors, right? Like one of the things I learned from you is, you know, you can run a play and set screens and cut. But are you doing it with any kind of verve or force? Are you just kind of jogging and just going through the motions like this is a a walkthrough? Well, it didn't look like a walkthrough to me. It looked like they were running hard, setting good screens cutting hard, and they looked like they were playing Warriors basketball. Now, of course, the Lakers had to cooperate with that and help them do that as well, which they did. Uh, but I thought the Lakers, were, uh, the Warriors, excuse me, were the more aggressive team last night. Okay, so when you were just describing, um, kind of going through the motions, I was thinking, well, you watched the Celtics play recently. <laughs> well, I sure did. We'll get to them. <laughs> uh, d- very quickly on that playing question that we, we were discussing, I uh, yeah, Draymond's got to read. Draymond Dray- was like 13 seconds left. He could have shot the ball, and you're right, could have got an and one. 
Um, I, I thought Clay did a bad job setting his man up for the flare, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the, the hammer pass to the corner, uh, like the drift to the corner, you get screened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought they just didn't execute very good. And Draymond, yeah, as you said, it just didn't seem interested in scoring. I thought last night that was the Draymond Green game. They could use another one of those. For sure. Uh, <laughs> he's only scored over 20 one other time. And I'm talking about going back to the preseason. Mm-hmm. And that was also in the playoffs, something against Sacramento. And they won. Mm-hmm. Yes. He didn't do it once the whole regular season. I really think Draymond – have you ever seen um, in uh, like some of these really cool videos, you'll see like killer whales will toss seals up. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just fucking around. Draymond mm-hmm. is so – they're much smarter than seals, by the way, the killer whales. And they're bigger. <laughs> and they're I bigger. sometimes <laughs> think Draymond's just too bored scoring. It doesn't interest him. He's got a massive brain. Anyone that watches him yes. realizes he's a brilliant thinker. Uh, and, you know, he, he's lost all that weight from a couple of years ago. He can move very nicely. He's not – you would not call him a great athlete, but he's an athlete. He's very quick. Yeah, he, very quick. And he can run. And he can dribble. Mm-hmm. But this guy who tries to score, like he wasn't just taking wide open layups. He was earning them. He was crafty. Quick attack one time in a pinch pose, turned and scored. He looked to score more frequently than we've seen him. I, I don't remember the game he scored 21 in. Um, that, that team last night for the first time, I thought, oh, this team could win a championship. Ooh. I've never thought that. And they're down 3-2 with a road game coming to a very good team. Correct. So the odds aren't great. But that team with that Draymond Green, knowing that we haven't seen Clay. Well, we'll get to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there, I'm not predicting it by any stretch, but it, it no longer will be shocking to me when I see Draymond play like that. And by the way, he was also amazing on defense. Uh-oh. I mean, as he He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's an unbelievable <laughs> he player. Uh, if, if, you know, if, he, if he always played like he did last night, and th- we could say this for a lot of people, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's capable of it, I think. Not everyone is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about all NBA for sure because he's so good on defense and he's so integral to their passing game and their movement game, their screening game, their cutting game. I mean, he's, he was, he's a breathtaking player. He really is a breathtaking player when he looks to score. And I think he has looked to score other times in the series and missed. I just think he's out of reps. He's out of practice. And so I felt like, you know, every Iowa State players, every miss is a rep. You get to learn from it. And he's learned from it. He made some shots yesterday he had not been making. And so, like, we're going to do our top five later. He's not on my list, but he was so good last night, I wanted to put him there. That's how good he was. <laughs> no, like, one of the he was. Booker's got his games. Harden's got his games. Curry's got his games. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. stands up with any of them when you consider it's an elimination game and what he did on both sides, not just one. Correct. He came out of the gate literally like a like you shot out of a cannon made a three to and, start the game first play of the game yeah. three. and only one of the game you know uh, the idea of like momentum and all is, is a weird strange thing but i do believe in the idea that a player's the way their attitude is on the floor and the way they attack certain things can be infectious to your team and your teammates and i thought that was definitely the case in this game i was like this is this is incredible um, and again, to your point, if he plays like that more often, you could see them winning. Now, there's probably a reason he didn't play like that more often. You say maybe someone's bored with scoring. 
I may say also, well, maybe the, the reason why he isn't an all NBA player every year is because that part of his game is just not consistent. Not only because he's bored, because maybe he just can't do it at that level all the time for whatever reason. I don't know. why. But let's let's um, stay on the subject. Uh, your 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 point is taken. It's a fair point. You're, you're of course you're right. He isn't doing it, and and it's it, whether he's capable or not. It's not really all that relevant. I'm trying to find a little relevance to it. I think yeah. that he is. I, there's there's nothing. He didn't go jump a dunk over someone. Nope. This was just their half court Cuisinart. Mm-hmm. And he and transition too. He is involved yes. in transition. They they clearly and you wrote this in our notes. They're they're trying to run the Lakers as we thought oh, they would. Wh- yeah, as they need to. Correct. LA's got a good half court defense. So um, I just I'm just saying he does it again. I I, I feel like Steve Kerr saying, Draymond, what's going on? Like, what the fuck? Why have you <laughs> fucked with us all three years? We could have won more. Wait, wait David, I, I I have it. I have it. I have it. This is what's happening. Draymond saying contract. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I know what you're thinking. So you decided to give Jordan Poole that money. Right. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to not really do that offensive stuff all season. I want to kind of be in and out. We're going to be about a 500 team. I'm not saying he premeditated plan to punch Jordan Poole in the face, but whatever it happened, I'm going to add all these things. I know it's all the talk. Draymond, the Warriors moving on from Draymond this season. Warriors moving on. Warriors moving on. Warriors moving on. He has a game like this. Let's just say they do the impossible, come back from 3-1, and he has games like this throughout to win. It's going to be hard-pressed for Joe Joe Lacob to be like, yeah, we're not bringing that dude back. It's going to be really difficult to make that call. Really difficult. So, yeah, this could be Draymond playing yeah. three-dimensional chess. 50 it really ahead. is true. I, I, used to, I used to love saying when, when we would take our kids out to dinner or something, and they would, they would behave beautifully. And I would say to them, oh, you guys really – I didn't say fucked up till they got a little bit older. Then I didn't mind. I said, you guys really screwed up. What's up, daddy? You guys were perfect. That means we know you're capable. So now <laughs> your ex- our expectations have changed. Right? right? Went to a fancy restaurant. You put on nice clothing. You had other people in the room and in the, in the table and you behaved perfectly. Yeah, you got to screw it up. We expect that every time now. This is what Steve Kerr has got his head to dream on. Like, dude, like that's, that's just a cruel tease. If you score four <laughs> points in the next game, because here, yeah, here's the thing. The Lakers aren't going to change their focus. No, they've no. got to worry about Steph and then they have to worry about Steph and then you worry about Curry. Then they got to mm-hmm. worry about Steph again. Like, like he mm-hmm. is everything. So yeah, those yeah. options are there. We need Draymond. If I'm going to stay to constantly exploit the one-on-one matchup when even the guy guarding you is more hyper aware of where Steph, where Steph, where Steph. Yeah. No, uh, 100%. And so you mentioned, I put it in our notes. It is clear. We said this is going to be the plan. The Warriors want to run the Lakers. And specifically, they want to wear Anthony Davis. And LeBron, too, I think. And and LeBron. But AD specifically because he is the key to them defensively, right? We talked about how. Well, they put Jermichael Green on him. And AD's like, well, screw it. I ain't going out there guarding that. So every whoever AD's man is, they're bringing him into the pick and roll action, screening action every single time. That's you. It's forcing him to get involved and do stuff. He's got to come out to the perimeter and decide: Am I? Am I doing? And, and he's not a helper. Yes, he's yes. not a helper. He's on the ball, and at least because they know that is where, know where he is. Yes, because your point is: you don't block the shot of the guy who you, yeah. who can see you. It's when they can't see you, and that's when he's the when he's roaming. When they get to the rim, in the back of their mind, they're like, "Shit, where's he coming? coming?" Right, right. We don't know where he's finish. coming from. Somewhere it's hard to finish that shot, even if he doesn't block it. Because you're yes. dealing with your own defender and AD. Mm-hmm. 
If you're, I mean, Steph Curry went at AD. I don't think he'd get him a credit for a block shot. I thought he got one, but they, they, they called it a foul. Now that I remember, they called it a foul. But at least he knew where he was. Mm-hmm. AD was wreaking havoc when they didn't know where he was, when he was just yeah. helping. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that is very interesting. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it now. AD uh, got hit in the head inadvertently by Kevon Looney in the game to the side of, side of his eye, which is the side of his head. Hey, hey Gerard, I, I missed this uh, live. Uh, mm-hmm. Did anyone suggest that it was what you just called unintentional? It was very mm-hmm. clear to me also, unintentional. Yeah. Was there any suggestion yeah. otherwise? I mean, besides Lakers fans on Twitter. Oh, whatever. Obviously, I don't care <laughs> of course they're going to say it. Yeah. Of course they're going to say it's yeah. intentional. No, nobody nobody on the broadcast he, he that I heard. He or, didn't elbow him either. It was like his forearm. No, it was, yeah, yeah. it was just, the, look, I can't stress to fans enough what the area around a basketball yeah. rim is like with these big dudes with their freaking wingspans, his arms and elbows everywhere. Like, and because of how tall they all are, that's just shit's going to happen like that sometimes. It's just weird it's, and unfortunate. Right. If you watch enough basketball like I have, there's been so many times, hundreds of times, where someone scored and done like a, yeah. And they've almost and they punched, punched the person. Oh, their yeah. teammate. I've never yeah. seen them knock their teammate out. I've never seen him draw blood, but it's always been so close. And that's after a play's over. This shit, right. it was still going on, this play. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it was accident. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to make sure. No, 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 no. Clear about it, it's that. Fine. It wasn't intentional. No, it no. wasn't intentional. So it's just, so you he know, felt, he got, he, did he come back in the game? Uh, he did that's not. So he, I don't, I don't believe no, so. No, I don't so think he, he did he either. Went, he went back to the locker room yeah. and then Chris Haynes did the report, like, you know, he's on a wheelchair and so everybody's going crazy. What does that mean? And I'm like, guys, that's protocol, right? They have to make Automatic. sure he he doesn't have any kind of head concussion or any head injury, brain injury, right? That's why sit down. We don't want you walking and moving around. End of the game, he's walking out on his, his own power with his street clothes on. Uh, according to Chris Haynes, he did avoid a concussion. Clearly, they ran tests. They're probably running more tests right now in L.A. to make sure that he's fine because if he don't play game six, they definitely lose in that one. Uh, and then it's going back to Golden State for game seven, which means all bets are off. Look, this is what it was like when the Red Sox came back against the Yankees. I remember saying to Yankee fan friends of mine, I was like, look, y'all better win game six because if it goes to game seven, you have no shot. And that game was over in the first thing. It was like seven nothing. Oh, I was like, blah, told you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's just, it's just not, and I, I feel similarly. I'm like, it just ain't gonna happen for you in Game Seven. I don't, you know, I could be wrong. There's no crystal ball, perfect prediction, but you give a team that kind of confidence, like, oh shit, it's even now. Now it's best of one in our building. Uh, it's a lot to the, overcome. The, it's fair to say the NBA really wants a Game Seven with these two. Of course they right? do. Right. <laughs> this I, is I, I don't, the two biggest stars in the right. league. I don't. I'm not <laughs> predicting any any a nefarious. Uh, actions by no, referees. No, no, no. Um, it, we all we're all rooting for, uh, uh, except for the LA fans, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know if they can win even Game Six. I mean, the Lakers are well, a good team. Yes, yeah, Lakers they are have good. to win Game Six yeah. first for sure. Lakers, are, um, Lakers and- are good and loaded, and they different weapons every night. Um, to our point that we've said before, let's see. AD, does he have the energy? Forget about the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've read somewhere too. I think we may be talking about later where. People are making fun of him being in a wheelchair. Oh, we're going to get to okay. that in a moment. We'll, so we'll, we'll, so we'll separate that. from that, mm-hmm. uh, he's been their best player by a big margin. Without question. Yeah. Without question. And um, the Warriors are smart to try to get in him a little bit. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Look, the Warriors, this is old hat for them. They've been in this situation before, down 3-1 to Oklahoma City in the Western Conference Finals in 2016, right? And they came back. Of course, we know game, game six, Clay. We'll talk about Clay in a minute. Down 3-2 against Houston, too. Yep. 
Correct. Right. Uh, we also know that they were up three one on the on the lake on the Cavaliers in the finals and lost. Right. right? So they are familiar I, with. I spoke. To, I spoke to a Warriors insider uh, about an hour ago, and he had said something I hadn't thought of, but you just mentioned it: the three one story with LeBron. Oh yeah. I, oh. I, I mean, I'm just I stupid mean. for stuff like that. Uh, I I hadn't thought of it, but this was an insider saying, like, if he's not predicting a win. He's just saying it's something we're talking about inside. Oh, yeah. of course they are. This is listen, sports has a weird way of kind of making itself into these amazing storylines and these crazy endings. I mean, how would that be for Steph after having lost three one in the finals to LeBron in a, in a right? historic situation, right? Which they, which every Warriors player has was has said on record numerous times. That is the one they still think about to this day. It doesn't matter how many they win. They still go back to that one that we lost that one. So wouldn't it be poetic to, it's not the Cavaliers, but it is LeBron James, to now turn the tables on him to win after being down 3-1? Yeah, I mean, and uh, just because it would be interesting doesn't mean it would happen. History doesn't work that way. However, I don't think the Warriors need any more motivation, nevertheless. Um, There's a swagger that maybe comes from it a little bit. Like, confidence matters. They've got it going on after not having it go on. And now they got to win a game in LA, which they didn't. They were a bad road team. All season. Yeah, they did against Sacramento a couple of times. They did pull out game seven on the road in mm-hmm. Sacramento. Good home team. Very good home team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an argument that they're going to pull this one out. They need they need six, game six clay for sure. They need Draymond. They need as many. Well, this isn't rocket science. They need as many things firing at the same time as possible. Correct. Because Correct. the Lakers have a lot of weapons too. It should be a great game. They do. I thought it was interesting in this game. So after game uh, f- uh, four, Steve Kerr said in his post-game press conference of the game they lost, you know, we've got to work. He's talking about the Lakers flopping and like, you know, all that gamesmanship that people love to do. And so, of course, Lakers fans went nuts because if you look at the final free throw total at the end of uh, game, game five, it was even. Right. And I, and I, look, my thing with that is always about the team that is more aggressive, that puts pressure on the rim and puts pressure on the referees will often get the benefit of the doubt. Right. So there's something that used to happen back in the day. Right. Like and you know this, David, I know you don't watch it anymore, but literally if the refs wanted to in the NFL, they can call holding offensive holding every single time because it happens every single time. It's just they're not going to do that because we cannot have this game last 17 hours. Like, we have to let some shit slide. Well, and it's not fun watching a team go backwards. C- correct. <laughs> uh, you attack the rim relentlessly, you're going to get foul calls. You just will. Like, they're going to call. They're going to they're do that. And conversely, if you're someone like Draymond and you're a handsy defender and you're, you know, you dare, I dare you. Call a foul on me every single They're just not. They're not going to do it. It won't happen. And so, you know, we'll see if the Lakers adjust to that uh, going forward. I- we met, I, I want to talk that, about the foul thing. There's also another explanation in addition to what you just said, which is I believe Steve Kerr has been really harping on it. Yes. Quit effing fouling. Like, just stop fouling. They're calling fouls. Stop grabbing guys. Stop hitting guys needlessly. They still, they still are stupid. There, there's some <laughs> stupid stuff Warriors are doing. Terrible illegal screens. But oh, they, they are the number one team of illegal screens. But they constantly. At least they're not shooting free throws off those. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, it is a point of emphasis in, in Golden State, and uh, as it should be. I, I don't know what took them so long. It's always on my <laughs> Thorpe's rule number one. Don't fucking foul. 
Don't ever desperation. Yeah, they're down three one. That's yeah. what it was. Desperation. Wake the hell up. Make them make shots. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what do you know? It worked. What a surprise. <laughs> Uh, let's talk. So, you know, uh, Draymond was excellent. Um, and that is obscuring the fact that Clay Thompson has not been good and neither is Jordan. And that's kind of a problem because again, there's a salary cap league. And when two of your most expensive players, though, technically Jordan's not your most expensive player yet, because this doesn't kick in, I think until this coming July one, they need Clay especially to be better. Right. Cause first of all, you're a starter. It's not like, Kerr can be like, all right, Poole, we'll maybe not give you a ton of minutes. Clay has to play minutes because you start. If you're not giving us anything, and it's not just the shot making, because that comes and goes. Defensively, Austin he is fouling the hell out of, you mentioned Austin Reeves every time. And it's this weird thing where Austin Reeves is like, yeah, I'm going to go at Clay Thompson a little bit here because this seems to be working. Um, he's got to be better, right? Because this team, to your point, you said, I can see this team winning a title. Well, they ain't if Klay Thompson doesn't play better basketball, right? They need him to play well. Because also what's happening, right, as good as Steph is, Steph's numbers, right, if it efficiency isn't there as it normally is, particularly from three, right? And so if Draymond is not going to give you 20 points every night like you think he can and should, well, then Klay's got to be better and Jordan Poole's got to be better and they both have not been good uh, this postseason. Yeah, I mean, Klay at least is really trying uh, to play the right way. Jordan is up and down to me. He's... Mm-hmm. He does a lot of silly things on the court. A lot. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure they're coaching him up. I'm not sure he'll. Um, whatever his last game is this year, it might be his last game as a Warrior. Oh, yeah. So you think now? Okay, the die has been cast. Raymond has shown you. Look, when I do my thing, clearly. Well, first of all, forget even if he doesn't doesn't do his thing. It is obvious that on this construction of the Warriors team. Yeah. Draymond is the second most important player after Stephen Curry. That is very obvious. He's integral to what they do defensively, and they don't do all the fun stuff on offense without his brilliant passing, sure. getting everybody organized. That, that just doesn't happen. No so question. he's that important. So you're saying, despite giving Jordan Poole the extension, they're like, this is the, Draymond is the guy we got to keep around here with Stephen Curry, not you. Or they get rid of him too, which I'm not predicting either way. But uh, I was playing around with it yesterday. Uh, Jordan Poole for Terry Rozier. Sounded crazy. Sound, yes, on its face, sounds crazy. It's, it's <laughs> But uh, Terry Rozier did not shoot well this year. But one's an offensive-minded player. The other's an offensive-minded player. One's more, much older than the other. But if you're going to keep everyone else intact, to me, Rozier's a placeholder. The, mm-hmm. the key is I need to find someone else that can kind of do what Jordan does, even without the upside that Jordan has. Mm-hmm. Because... Right now is all that matters. And this guy doesn't seem happy. He doesn't seem happy. Yeah. So that's why I think he may so be do, gone. Do they think that that could be Moses Moody? I mean, I I don't think so. I don't know what they think, but mm-hmm. can he score? I mean, Jordan scored like 20 a game. He sure does. Yeah. He sure does. I just think, I just see like, uh, Zach Levine makes too much money. It but um, if the Bulls are looking to tear down, maybe they can do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I don't think Jordan pulls long for the Warriors anymore. Interesting. This is, I mean, you're not blowing my mind, but it is fascinating given that, you know, yeah. they, made the, they gave him the extension. It's just like, my, how one punch and some incidents later can change a whole variety of how Yeah, I work. just, I just, I don't think he's happy. When, you t- when you're talking out Kerr like that, which he did about, you know, playing time, whatever, it just tells me something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Um, keys for game six really quick before we get into this um, uh, 
Anthony Davis thing, uh, you know, people are making fun of him. Uh, what, what are you looking for from both sides in game six? Obviously, Draymond, you mentioned him doing that again like he did. The Warriors making threes, not fouling. Lakers specifically, what are you looking for on their end? Well, I'll, I'll add Looney to the Warriors. He's been really good, and he's fighting, you know, whatever illness he has. Illness, yeah. Yeah, it's an issue and because uh, he can't play as much as they need him to. He's been so solid, defensively solid. He's another Draymond screening, passing. Um, the Lakers, you know, they've had different guys step up every game. Uh, impressively so. D'Angelo, Reeves, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. I mean, mm-hmm. right now he's the hero of the series. You know, that, that, that was the pivot. Otherwise, it's 3-2 the other way. You're Correct. fighting for your life if you're L.A. Um, I'd like to see AD fight. A- Draymond on AD is a, is a hell of a watch because he's so hard to score on. He's just the best contest. He, he's the best contester I've ever seen in my whole career. He really is very hard to shoot over. He he bothers you. He's he's definitely long armed, very long armed, not that tall. Um, and he seems to bother AD a little bit. So I want to see AD's activity and transition. Um, how he does, how he goes about defending in space when he's being called all these screens. Where is help coming from? I think it's an important thing too. Uh, willingness to sub the Lakers are deep. How willing is Ham to sub and make sure his guys get some rest because I would not be surprised if AD and LeBron play 46, 44. And if they don't get game six, they're really going to struggle in game seven because of it. Oh, without question. Is there a way David tactically, since the Darvin Ham knows the Warriors want to call AD into every action. Is there a way tactically to not have him go into every action? Well, yeah, sure. They can drop and go over the top and drive drive guys Except down. Drops not great against a team that shoots three. Steph Curry. No, it, but you because that's what Boston tried in their first the first uh, almost four games of that series. You got to chase over the top and hope that he misses. That's a concern. You can hard hedge. You can flat hedge. You can trap. They can mix it up a little bit. They can keep trying to put them on people they don't want to use to set screens. Yes, although they yeah. they're pretty good at using pretty much. Bring everybody. Yeah, yeah. They want to get them involved. Um, transition, they've got to get back on defense. It's hard for them because that's all energy too. And, uh, you know, if they can shoot well, which is always a big thing, you're at home, you know, who's going to step up and and Vanderbilt's been very average on offense. He has played like 22 minutes total. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. His inability to make a corner three is why they keep him off the floor, but they need his defense. So he has to find a way to make shots. So he gets on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Not easier said than done. Of course. All is. right. Um, let's talk about this AD situation. So, look, Inside the NBA is a hilarious show, and it is popular for a variety of reasons. What Ernie Johnson, Shaq, Chuck, and Kenny do is it's it's hilarious. It's funny. Like, it is not for people looking for deep dive basketball analysis. It's for people who are looking to laugh and laugh at jokes and just be like, these guys are hilarious Watch to watch Kenny run to the board and maybe watch Shaq trip and fall or whatever, right? It's fun and it's all well and good. Last night uh, after the game, Chuck is just cracking up like as the segment's going on. And Kenny's just like, these guys are just over here laughing. He's like, no, I'm laughing at you. And he's like, Chuck, what are you laughing at? Or Chuck, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at Chuck. He keeps rubbing the papers together, blah, blah, blah. And the subtext of all of it was they're laughing at Anthony Davis because he is he was in a wheelchair. As you know, that show famous famously called him calls him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes, meaning that he's never playing games, he's always injured, right? And look, 
I'm not going to get on here and get on them about that that point of it. It's it's a larger thing for me. Anthony Davis does not want to be injured and not play basketball games. Like this guy wants to play, okay, and he wants to compete and he wants to win championships and do all the things. It's just unfortunate that, however, his body is set up and 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 made right inherently, he's more prone to being injured and hurt. Some people are just like that. That's just how life goes for the, for you. Those are the cards you were dealt. The problem I have, though, David, is that show has so much power and influence, not over us, but over casual fans. And casual fans matter because that's who the NBA is courting to, right? That's when you're fighting for the attention game pod, that's who matters. Diehards and people like us, NBA is not worried about us because we already got, we got you people. You're here for the long haul. But when you hear guys like Shuck, uh, Shaq and Chuck, who are two of the greatest players to ever play the game, their words mean something to casual fans. You're like, I know those guys. Those guys are really good NBA players. They must be right. So whatever they say gets taken as, oh, these guys are right, man. Like, Anthony Davis is brittle. Like, he doesn't care. He's injury prone. He's this, that, and the third. Like, and I think it's just a bad look for the overall selling of the game when that is the, the NBA's number one media partner and their number one show. That is a problematic stance to have. Yeah, you're right on the body thing. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but I've never had uh, a hangover or gotten sick from drinking in my life. And I, oh wow, I drank plenty in college. There is a, there is literally something in my head that, and I, and it's happened more than a few times where uh, I'm at like a, a fancy wedding, and mm-hmm. the the groom. In one case, it was my brother. It was at bar mitzvah. <laughs> he had like a special bourbon set aside, like a scotch for me and him. And I waited. To, he's like, wait till the end of the night. So uh, I've had a few. And I, the bartender, I says, hey, I'm, I'm one of the Thorpes. Like, yes, sir, Mr. Thorpe, Coach Thorpe, whatever. They go get me. And I have one sip and there's just a, something in my brain says, okay, you're done. And it might, it may not be that. It might just be a, a, a second beer, not a third. If I'm not drinking a lot, just, I don't know what it is. And I was telling some of this one day, I was writing about this one day, drawn on Facebook, and a guy wrote me a private message saying, hey, just so you know, I would do anything to have that voice. I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll never have it. And then I talked to one of my brothers, and he said the same thing. He's not an alcoholic, but he wishes there was something inside of him. It's, it's not a personal decision. I would love, uh, trust me, I had no integrity when I was 22. <laughs> I was just an idiot like any other 22-year-old kid in college, rat boy. Um, it's just something that says you're done. And I've, I've thrown out gallons of booze in my lifetime <laughs> because I just didn't, I made it. I had to sip I'm like, okay, I'm done. We're all different, man. We're like snowflakes that way. Uh, I, I had a player who was so tough, great NBA talent in high school. He got to college, started as a freshman year at a high major school coming off the final four, seven surgeries in five years between mm-hmm. 16 years age and 21 retired. Now he's a very successful businessman, um, but he would have been an NBA player. I had Howard Garfinkel tell me he was the best passing big since Bill Walton when he was 17 years old, but his body was just constructed a certain way. My brother Mike was doing his MRIs and said, his name is Greg. He said, um, like this way your skeleton's put together, it's always going to happen to you. And so he was just sick of rehabbing, always in rehab. You're exactly right. AD is not trying to get hurt. He's playing hard. And so we want to make it seem like it's a personality thing. It's a toughness thing. Right. It's just not true. It's just not true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, and again, that 
when Shaq and Chuck say those things, that plays into that, which we always push back against, right? This macho culture yeah. where somehow that AD is not tough. And it's like, right. that's not what it is, man. Like, it just isn't. Not it's even remotely promises. close to that. <laughs> yeah. And especially in the concussion thing. Well, not especially. Equally right. so. Right. You get hit in the head. You're dizzy. Your brain, your concussions, your brain swelling. Correct. Like, yeah, you might have a concussion. You, you got to sit down. You're not, you're, you're, not, you're not allowed to walk around. You're not soft. Well, <laughs> Would it be smart to let a guy with a concussion that valuable walk around? I would say no. Correct. He, he might get hurt more afterwards falling down than he did before. Correct. No, it, it's just – so yeah, that's my thing on that. So it's just, to me, just very silly and very stupid. Uh, all right, guys. We will be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys. Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap? read a book, maybe show up for a friend. Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David. Um, Knicks, another team, staved off elimination last night, in part due to Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson being Iron Men. Played all 48 minutes of that game. And I don't know how I need, missed that. Boy, did they need all 48 minutes of both those guys. Yeah, I thought, I thought they might lose at the end. Quentin Grimes' defense, Jalen Brunson was just He's amazing. outstanding. He just had an uh, incredible game. Look, as I said in the Warriors game, and we said this about the Knicks-Heat series, we were like, we don't think it's X's and O's on the Knicks part. They just got to play better. Like, you got to cut harder, play better, bo- put a body on somebody to get a rebound. They did that last night, right? Like, they were just better last night. And I thought Quentin Grimes, particularly on Jimmy Butler, I thought he – Jimmy looked indecisive at times about what to do. And that's not the playoff Jimmy we've seen. You can where get he's under 40 him. And 50. Yeah, you can get under. He's a tall dude. I I always thought he's six eight or six nine. Someone told me I'm wrong. I'm, not, I'm too lazy to look it up. I think he's six seven. That's, that's yeah, tall. That's what, that's what someone else told me. I thought he was taller than that. When I maybe six eight. When I've been next to him, I, he seemed like six eight plus to me. Um, super quick, uh, quicker than almost anyone he faces that are his size and taller. Mm-hmm. The way to guard him is to get under him. Other than you got to keep off the glass, then. And they did a good job of being physical. Everyone, everyone that mattered, RJ played really well. RJ played really, really well. well. Mitchell was involved, only 10, 11 rebounds inside. Mm-hmm. Randall was good, very good. Uh, my, listen, Miami barely made it in these playoffs. And they're missing one of their top players in Tyler Hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, wouldn't surprise me one bit if it goes seven. I agree. I, I mean, Miami's capable of being bad. Doesn't mean that I, I'd favor them in game six for sure. But it's not like the if, if, if I and when the Warriors were up three one on the Cavs with LeBron, that we would we all probably I mean I did podcast then, uh, be a shock if they didn't win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This would not be that. 
If New York gets the game seven and wins it, wouldn't be a shock. They're not dealing, they're not beating the Warriors uh, of that season. It's just a, right. It's just a, you know, Miami team that wasn't so good. (laughs) The, as I said about Miami, that three point shooting was going to eventually start coming back to earth. And it, it, listen, I just, they were a bottom three, three point shooting team all year. And you're without your best three point shooter. Like, I can't imagine you're going to all of a sudden be the best three point shooting team all postseason long. Like, that's just, it doesn't work that way, right? Like, and the Knicks had to win the games when it started coming back to earth. And it is. Uh, uh, you mentioned RJ. Uh, I want to mention that again. He, you know, we were worried about him yeah. uh, early in the playoffs. First in, two in games were really series. bad. And I wonder now, because he's a young player, clearly still, booing, because he's this is, yeah, same, same. 24, class as, as John 24 Morant. Yeah. maybe. He's young, mm-hmm. yeah. Can a performance like this in the postseason be a changing point for him where he starts to put some pieces together? Like, wait a minute. I know what I have to work on now in the offseason. This is the highest level of basketball against the Miami Heat and Eric Spolstra, and I'm having good games. And also confidence, knowing I can play this game. Like, I'm, you know, I'm good. I belong here. Like, you think that's, that's, that's something that can happen for him? It works both ways. It, it, what you're saying is very true. Uh, uh, the difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Mm-hmm. And this will be the first summer where, at least for some playoff games, he walked the path. He was just a, a very key player. Human nature is the other side, which is, yeah, I'm good. I finally figured it out. I'm good. I'm going to chill. I'm going to go to Cabo. and I'm going to work on my game, play some pickup. And, and then you find out, not so good. <laughs> right. So it could be either way. It remains to be seen. Um, but it's encouraging for sure that he's 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 yes. come a long way. Yeah, because at that size, look, and, and strength, and what he big can strong do, guy, and, and very strong. Yeah. He can be a very key piece, and he should he should be because with Jalen Brunson, you have some limitations defensively, yeah. right? So he should be an excellent complement for that. And this team, look, this is all gravy for the Knicks, right? Because I didn't think they were going to get past the first round anyway. So this has been a. I mean, could you imagine if they somehow find a way to come back and get to the conference finals? This is all learning points and reference points for this yep. team, and they know what they need to add to get themselves better going forward. So kudos. Very, very happy um, for the Knicks. And, by the way, again, the more aggressive team, the Knicks 40 free throw attempts, the Heat 19, right? Like More, you, more aggressive, but I, I never want to forget also just bad defense. It, well, like, as you said, the Heat are capable of messing up. Stop fouling. <laughs> make them make, miss, make, them make, make the shot. Don't foul. This is so – th- I hammer th- th- that This point. is an, an interesting coaching point. Uh, I know something that you say. Thorpe's rule number one: don't foul. Don't foul. Well, well a lot of well, hold on. It's normally don't fucking foul. That's <laughs> what I'm talking to. I want. I like saying it's for a middle school team. Probably, I've said it to high school guys before. Don't fucking foul. Yeah. Um, it seems to me often when I'm watching, fouling is a result of one being tired, two not being in the proper defensive body position. Right? You're like you're just you're not you're not square. You're not in de- defensive. Right. And so you reach or guys come and you're just you're not right. And I, I wonder how much of it is that, right? You always talk about tauling up and walling up and just not not doing that. Right. You're not in a position to do it. And it's too late because these guys come on you and now you're in you're in no man's land. You have to foul now because I was in a poor setup position and that's on me for not being where I was as a defender. Some well, everything you said is right sometimes. Because sometimes the offensive player just makes an amazing move and and you were in good position. And now you no longer are because of something brilliant he did. And so it's really a matter of discipline because it's, it's man, I want to make a play on the ball, but I probably shouldn't. Or uh, I want to bump him here, but I probably shouldn't. And so you bump him, you get a call for a foul. You make a reach to try to get a piece of the ball. You might get it. 
it's all risk reward and you don't and you get called for the foul. So what the word I use is discipline all the time. You have to be disciplined. Don't fucking foul. Slide, give up, you know, slide backwards a little bit, cut them off at the, if they want to take an angle, tall up at the end. Don't walk into them and go underneath them. Don't get in their landing zone. Don't swat. Like all there's lots of things we can not do or do. Like when you when you're racing to close out a shooter and you want to make him run him off the line, get to his side. If you yeah, jump yeah. right at him, you might land in his landing zone. Hundred percent. All things zone. you yep. can do uh, if you value not fouling. And uh, I happen to value it a great deal. And I don't think these teams <laughs> value it enough. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking foul, folks. I, I will tell you. I, I, David says that to us all the time on the phone. Don't fucking Stop foul. fucking fouling. Don't fucking foul. <laughs> Anyone that's ever worked with me or played for me knows. I mean, I wasn't this way in my 20s because I was stupid. I'm not stupid now. Don't fucking foul. But, but guys Wait. miss shots all the time. Yes, yes. It's a terrible thing. Remember, the whole idea is blackjack. I'm trying to deal you a 16. But I'll take dealing a 12. Th- I'm not going to go broke dealing 12s either. Correct. But when I foul you, you've just gone broke yourself. It's like the dealer. No, no casino would exist if the dealer had a draw first. Yes. So yes. we would win every time they went. If they had a hit on sixteen, like because we of our face cards, like yeah, yeah, we would win all money, ton of money. They want us to bust first. Well, that's what the fouling is. You just, you just gave them. You just busted your own hand. They were about to go bust. Yeah, don't foul. I love it. This is, listen, it's good teaching points here, guys. It is good. All right. Let's move on to the games tonight, David. Uh, Celtics were blown out at home. They in were. Five by the 76ers. I didn't like anything I saw from the, the, the Celtics in that game. I just, look, we've been saying it all the time. And I'm not telling you something's happening behind the scenes. I just don't like it. Like, I don't like what I'm seeing from Tatum and Brown collectively. Um, I don't like like, no matter what's going on, Draymond and Steph are always on the same page, right? Like, there could be moments where maybe Steph's like, man, Draymond, why you got to be punching guys in the face? And like, he may not like that. But on the floor, them dudes are simpatico. I just... They are. Jalen and Jason just aren't for whatever reason, and I don't like it. I, um, I, did, I, I agree, agree with you. you. I just don't like it. You're two best guys. I don't, they don't need to be best friends and hanging out off court. I don't care about that. On the floor, I want them to be in sync. And because they're the best wing tandem in the league as far as talent goes. And I, I, I it's just, it, I thought Jalen Brown was bad defensively in some key stretches. Very bad. Going under screens when he shouldn't, not mm-hmm. really trailing uh, uh, Maxi well enough and giving up. Mm-hmm. Horford was bad too. That didn't help. But to your point, the duo, the dynamic duo has not been so dynamic. Been the opposite dynamic. Yeah. It, it's just not been good. And we talked about this as well on the Sixers side. You're like, I don't know that we need James Harden to do 38 and 18 every night. And well, he probably can't. No, no we do know he didn't need to do that. You're, you're correct. He needed yes, Maxi to step up or someone like mm-hmm. that. It was Maxi. We wanted him to find a level. And I think I said it to you on the phone. I said, can he do 19 and 12 or something? And he, that's about what he did in that game, right? Facilitate? Because he's, by the way, guys, James Harden is a brilliant basketball mind. Like, he led the league in assist multiple times. Like, he knows how to play make and get other guys involved. And he can knock down threes, which he did uh, in that game. Got to the line 10 times as well. He does that? That's that's good. And, of course, Joel was outstanding on both ends of the floor. He had a chase down block. I was like, I didn't think he was going to run back and get it. I was like, mm. He's got that MVP juice. He's, listen. He's on that MVP juice now. I I, I like what I'm seeing from him. Um, look, Boston's in some real trouble, man. Game six in Philly. 
look, it's not, obviously Boston won game three, so they can clearly win on the road uh, in Philadelphia. And they did this last year. Yep. And Philly's capable of playing poorly, right? We've seen them play poorly before. But look, you have been high on Philadelphia and the Lakers all season, probably more so than anybody else in basketball media. And looks like David, David Thorpe knows what he's talking about, folks. He might know a thing or two about basketball. Well, I was high on the roster. I was not high on Darvin Ham. I'm not so high on Doc. I, I was a big Doc fan when he was a younger coach. I'm not convinced now. We, 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 we talked about this. You think like as you age, you get a little bit more rigid and you're like, you know, less op- opportunity to be like, let's try some different things. I mean, do, I, do different I'm, stuff. I'm basing it on people inside Philadelphia who are telling me, uh, you know, that's not great. It's just his, his command isn't great. Um, I'm not suggesting it's easy to coach Joel Embiid, James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and Tyrese, who's trying to get a max deal now. Um, yeah, nevertheless, yeah. I don't, I don't think doc has been terrible by any stretch. Um, he's been fine and that's worked. Uh, Missoula is the first year coach and yeah. he, he, I think they've been lacking Yudoka's, um, pointed focus. I felt like with Boston, you might've found, found, I thought they could be a little too rigid, but you knew what they were about. Like their identity was very well established. I don't see that in Boston. Um, and, uh, Jalen's effort defensively, uh, J- Jason Tatum. When, when has there been a Tatum game? Seriously, when has there been a Tatum game? He's certainly capable I, of it. What was he? What was he all NBA this year? He was first team. First team. He made first team again. Yeah. Two years in a row. Correct. Like we know what he's got. Did Jalen make it? By the way, no. Jalen didn't. Wow, he didn't make third team. I'm pretty sure because there were some prominent right Celtics announcers, uh, 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 media people who were trying to get it so they could open the supermax and keep him. Or get value for him. And uh, if he didn't make it, wow. Because they All were right. first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. He, he. No second. Who was 13? Uh, 13 was LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, Julius Randle, Damian Lillard, Darian, Darian Fox, Demontis Sabonis. Second team was Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Stephen Curry, Jimmy Butler. Oh, yes. No, Jalen Brown did make it. He made second team. There he is. He made second team. He got his wish. He probably he deserved his- I'm not arguing with that. Um, well, so well, that further illustrates our point. Yeah. You have two all NBA dudes. First and second team. First, the best, right? the best wing doing in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, you got it. They've got, they, they have a lot and they are loaded with talent too. These teams are loaded, loaded. They are all of them they loaded. Are. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Boston, you're, you're not wrong. And it's not going to be easy. Sixers fans and, and, are going to go nuts. The team is excited. Oh, um, very excited. They've got lots of weapons too. Joel, this is the closest he's been to the conference finals since the Kawhi miracle shot that bounced 80 bajillion times and went in. Yep. Um, and I know how heartbreaking that was for Joel. Um, he can smell it now. He's like, I'm one game, one game, one game. And there's no Milwaukee on the other side. No Milwaukee. You, no, whoever wins this series has got to feel like we're going to beat whoever comes out of that series. I, I would Pretty, think that. Right? I and think they're going to the, be favorite I think for they're the sure. two best teams. It, it, yeah. So this is. I know Vegas whoo. doesn't. Well, well, we'll get we'll to get Vegas in a minute. But I think they're, um, they're, they're outstanding. I Yeah. And so Missoula, defensively, I think, is where we're not seeing the same fire that Udoka gave them on that end of the floor, right? They had an identity, to your point. So, yes. Well, I, rigid to a point, which we didn't like. You should have adjusted right. in the finals. Yeah, but I, they, I, they knew what they were. Right. I would say that. And I thought they were more pointed offensively. I don't even know what the metrics are. Maybe, it's, maybe I'm wrong. But I just, I just think they're looser. And I thought they were tighter, with maybe too tight, but I thought they were tighter mm. with Yudoka, who had a whole season like Missoula did, 
Was that his mm-hmm. first year? That was Yudoka's first year thought. coaching. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like Missoula. But Yudoka yeah, yeah. had been around the NBA much longer uh, than, than Missoula has. True. Now, Missoula was a head coach in college, so he has head coaching experience, but that's different than the NBA. Yeah. And I think the way in which it happened, remember how I, we said at the, I said at the beginning of the year, David, I was like, at some point, I feel like this is going to affect them. I was like, they're either going to come out hot and be like, we're going to ban behind this guy, or we're going to go through a lull, and it never happened in the regular season. Maybe it's surfacing now, because those guys talk about still how much they love Yudoka and like his coaching philosophy and like. You know, do you think Jalen Brown liked Udoka a lot? Has he ever talked about it? I think it? he loved Udoka. Houston's got a bunch of money. <laughs> Look at David throwing out conspiracy theories. <laughs> I mean, he, he can get the Supermax, so that's why they lobbied him so much to get it. Yes, to get it. To, so, so they know. Not, yeah. yeah, Houston can't match that. So maybe he, if, if there's any man or principal that would not take the money, not that I'm suggesting they do it, he's, right. he's that guy. He might do it. He's a contrarian that way, yeah, in the he, best he way. Might. Yeah, he just might. Yeah. No, it's listen. This is this is bear. This bears watching. Um, look, the series is not over again. Boston can win, and Game Seven is on their floor. Yep. So, but Game Six tonight. This is look. I'm looking for if Harden is doing this thing. If Maxi and again those guys. I mean, Maxi's better than a role player, but younger players tend to play better at home, right, than they do in the yeah. road. Maxi was excellent in Boston. If he's firing on all cinders and Joel's doing his thing and Harden's just orchestrating, and I want to give a shout out to PJ Tucker, by the way. He somehow, David, finds a way to come up with a rebound every he is, time. He really has a hot motor. God, it's like, and he's old. He's like 37 yeah. like, or something like that. Like He's a great success story. He was out of the league like five years after his rookie year yeah. in Toronto as a second-round pick, and he's made it. He's made a nice nice career out of himself. And it's just it's just will and want to. He puts his body, like, he doesn't care. No. I'm getting that motherfucking rebound. And he gets it's it. Super tough. Like, super tough. I look again. I'm, I'm gonna be watching for that. If the Sixers come out and they're really feeling good, I'm gonna be watching the sidelines of Boston to see you guys gonna drop the rope here. I and thought get, about that give too. It up. I thought about you know, that too. Gonna, I did, that, they just want to get the season see. over with. Yeah, I you thought might, about you it. Might. We'll see. You might see what kind of resolve they have in the third quarter. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Nuggets Suns. Nuggets the big game five went at home blow out the Phoenix Suns. They are up three two. Game six tonight. Um, look, we talked about this. You talked about it. We love KD as a player, but when you trade for a guy like that, you got to give up your depth, right? So when that happens, for the Suns to win, KD and Book have to play very good to excellent, because if they don't, they have zero chance. That's what happened in Game 5. They were not very good. Lost. Lost big, because you cannot count on DeAndre Ayton. He has not been good this series. We talked about that fifth starter. That's just a nothing spot, and Chris Paul's out. So we're talking about campaign... Uh, Ish Wainwright, Landry Shamit, Jack Law. I mean, that's not going to be the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> like, not if they play well. And so, it, it that to me is what game game six of Phoenix is about. Durant and Booker play well, they'll probably win. They don't. It's going to be on to the conference finals for, for Denver. Yeah, they've got to they've got to slow down Denver's offense. I mean, Jokic obviously can be so problematic, and Murray can't. He's too. been so good. Maybe this maybe, maybe playing better defense and getting back early and all of that uh, uh, gives them some confidence offensively. Cut to the other side, Denver thinking, okay, let's get a good start. Let's give ourselves a chance to feel like we're in the game the whole game and let, let our talent with Jokic and playing through Jokic go through. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be must-watch TV. I have no idea what's going to happen. And, and let our depth come through, right? Because that's what Denver yeah. has. I mean, Bruce, Bruce Brown had 25 points. In that, game, that was right? big. I mean, yeah, this is – there is no one I can see on the Phoenix Suns bench, although Landry Shaman did play well in game four, right. who I'm like, 
right? Like, who besides Shamit, who am I like cannot cook me 25 points? TJ Warren? No, not anymore. Terrence Ross? Not anymore. I, I just, you know, I, it, that's that's something to watch. And Aiton, look, you talked about players who might not be around next season. He's another one who might not be around on this team next season. The problem is, of course, you're selling low, yeah. right? Like, you're going to, he's under contract, but you're going to move him at a time where people are like, this guy's not good. Why do I want to trade for him? Right. But in the NBA, it only takes one. So all you need is one team to agree. Um, let's look at updated title odds. Right now, as the court in Las Vegas, the Denver Nuggets are favorites at plus 280, followed by the 76ers at plus 325. Celtics and Lakers tied at plus 400. Then it's Warriors plus 800, Suns plus 1200. And these teams are off the championship bus for us, but they're there. Heat plus 1600. And the Knicks plus 6,000. So if you want to really go over a long shot, bet the Knicks. We, we know that ain't happening. But the, there's still good money out there, David, on the two teams you like the best, which are the Celtics and Lakers. Oh, Celtics so, and, and uh, Celtics 76ers. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, Denver's the favorite though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus 280. Mm-hmm. Which is still good, good odds. You bet 100, you win 280. Yeah. Still pretty good. I, I don't get hangovers, I don't bet. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind the latter. <laughs> uh, I'll probably go to summer league this summer. I won't be betting anything. Uh, maybe I'll play. I used to love blackjack, but I then summer league I don't do it. But yeah, the, I mean those are the the East the East teams to me are good bets. The, like those them. two you East think, teams are good bets. You think even a matchup I'd love to see in the finals would be Denver and Philly, the two time MVP versus the current MVP at, at the men's right to settle the debate once and for all, right? Okay. Even though it's not how battle it works, the, but battle of the footers. Battle of the Footers. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, and you, you would favor Philly in that series. I would. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you think no matter what, whoever comes out of the East, uh, Celtics or Sixers will be better than the Nuggets or I, I, potentially if it's the Lakers. I or would make them the favorites. Yeah. I, I, if, if Golden State, if Draymond keeps scoring 20. Then you don't know. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> okay. We got a few more games for that, for, for that to happen. Okay. Very good. Uh, one quick thing before we get to our top five players in the playoffs. Um you know, I'm I'm always harping on the NBA being the best league in the world, and we have to be thinking about the future of the league and always make it, you know, try to make it the best we possibly can. The NFL releases its schedule at some point today, and some of the games have already leaked out. And I bring that up to say, I already know there's going to be a game on Christmas Day, because it's Monday night. And the NBA used to own Christmas Day, right? That was their day. Even this year, there were games, there were NFL games on Christmas. And my point is, is to Adam Silver and everybody else in the NBA offices, Got to stop running scared of the NFL. They clearly don't give a shit about you. They will put their games up against yours head to head and not think twice about it. They're saying that. They're not scared of them. All right. So you got to flip it around and be like, well, fuck it. Like, we can't be scared either, right? Like, do whatever to make sure we're getting eyeballs on our on our sport and our game. Because it's lovely. But, you know, that's a different conversation for a different day. All right, David. Top five players in the postseason. Number five. Who you got? All right, my friend. <laughs> I've got um, the the MVP. Ooh, Nikola Jokic. No, or Joel Embiid. Yeah. Joel Embiid. No, the real MVP should have been Jokic. <laughs> Look at that. Freudian slip by the me. Selected MVP, <laughs> uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. terrific. How about you? Uh, so, of course, as always, I cheat because I can't pick, pick five guys. So, on my five line, I have three players. Anthony Davis, Jalen Brunson, Joel Embiid. <laughs> okay. Not bad. I'm going to go number four. I, I kind of have a rule about when I rank these things, where's your team? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I've dropped Booker to number four. Yeah. Because his fair. team's down. Because they're down. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, four for me, Steph Curry. Good pick. Uh, again, my rule, they're down. So I can't yes, do they're that. down. Yeah. Makes sense. Number three, I've got um, AD. He's been <laughs> terrific on both ends. He has been excellent. And, and valuable too. How about you? I penalize AD be- having it fifth because of the off and on games, right? It's like Fair some enough. games are good. Number three, even though he had a bad game last night or non aggressive game, Jimmy Butler. Hits my number two. Number two for me is Book. Yes, they're down 3-2, but he has been outstanding yeah. this postseason, which means we have the same players, he, number one. I've got Jokic. Yes, that's what we have. Okay. Of okay. I, I, I mean, Harden <laughs> has had a couple incredible I games. I know, but, and but I he's had a couple I, duds. I don't care about the – yeah, I'm not arguing with you. For me, I don't care about the duds when you lose as long as you keep having enough big ones when you win. <laughs> or you win. Right? Fair enough. Right? It's like in match play golf, you, yeah. might, you can beat me by 10. It only counts right. as one loss of a hole. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jokic is, yeah, yes. this tonight will be huge. Um, he's averaging 30, 13, and 9 on 56, is he really? 47, 78 splits, 59, and 61 effective field goal and shoe shooting off the top of my head, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's stupid. Like, he's just been. Oh, I so want, I, I hadn't thought about it. I just haven't because I'm not smart to think down the road like that. Embiid versus Jokic would be that'd be fun. Classic old school center basketball. Just let them bang each other and like I love it. Wow. This is this would be great. Maybe, this maybe be Giannis great. can be the third official. So of the last five MVP <laughs> winners all on the court, Giannis is officiating. He's calling fouls all the time. He's like, wait, what? Let's I'm get all foul, let's bro. get all three. Let's get all three of them at the same time. <laughs> no, that'll be good. Listen, th- this weekend will be great, and we'll have conference finalists. Set by the time Monday rolls around for Monday's show. And for, ev- and for everyone out there that's fortunate enough to either have their mom still alive or be mm-hmm. married to a mom, mm-hmm. or if you're a mom listening, happy Mother's Day. Correct. I, I, I don't get to do Father's Day anymore with my dad. He's not with us. So I made a point to try to be nicer to my mom. I'm not the best son. I'm fine. We're fine, but I could be better. I'm just being honest. And we've got a nice Mother's Day uh, weekend for her. My brother's flying up. He's, she's going to hang with a lot of family. We're going to have like a party for her. Very nice. Because she's 81 and I don't know, she's doing great, but I'm right. not taking anything for granted anymore. Well, just, just by sheer math, more years behind than right. in front, right? right? That's just how math works, right? right? So shout out to uh, Mama Thorpe and all the mothers out there. I'll be calling my mother on Sunday because she lives in Florida and I will where, not be where, going down where there. Where in Florida does she live? She's in the Fort Lauderdale area. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked about this. I, for, at, uh, I can't remember. I'm too old. I know. I know. She's you in, forget things. <laughs> she's not. She's not northern Fort Lauderdale. No, 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 no. Like near Miami. No. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, listen. They, I, I went down to visit them a couple of weeks ago, or no, last month, and I was like, because it was still cold up here. I was like, you know, guys, yeah. you picked a pretty good place right. for me to come at least visit. You're right. you're ten minutes from the beach. We're, I'm like, ah, yeah, my yeah exactly. We're, we're literally ninety <laughs> all week. We may get some rain, maybe, but. And that's why we're getting a new roof. Uh, 90 <laughs> degrees every freaking day. Yeah. I mean, and I dry. Mean, now I'm like. <laughs> it's dry right now. Humidity's coming. Okay. Oh, yeah. and when it comes, yeah. it's relentless. Like, it never leaves. <laughs> never leaves. So we are, we're kind of dry in the shade right now. It's not so bad until the middle of the day. But, yeah, once the humidity comes, which will be about a month from now, it's pool time. Uh, coach, pool. Coach, pool. If I, if I should have picked a sport where I could coach in the pool. I mean, listen. I know man. you did it. I didn't. <laughs> I had to be in a gym, which back in the day wasn't air conditioned typically. Nowadays, everything's oh, air conditioned. At least. Well, at, at least in Florida, you're lucky, right? You're, you, you, your pools are all outdoors. When you coach swimming yeah. in the Northeast, yeah. you're inside all day, which is fucking terrible. Yeah, we have a There's few in, inside ones. Yeah, but most of them are outdoors <laughs> and very warm. 
All right, everyone, enjoy the weekend. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Take care.